Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another night of broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments heard on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. If you are generally sensitive to certain topics and or have spiritual beliefs that prohibit you from discussing or participating in certain topics of a sensitive nature, listener discretion is advised. And And now, located in Nestle, in the the bright bright golden studio of the the soul of of America Radio, I I present to you right right now,
think I'm broadcasting. In fact, I know I am. But that makes me a bad mother. I'm Tony Stallings. Welcome to the Tony Stallings Show. It's December something, 2000 something. I think it's 13. Christmas Day is right around the corner. All you Santa believers are going to be giving out presents. There are people out there shopping all over the world. Not your boy. I'm in here crying. <laughs> I ain't going to be out there in that mess shopping. I tried it last night, actually. It ain't pretty. Let me tell y'all right now. It ain't pretty. Well, um, I probably have been off the radio now for, well, hold on a minute. Somebody's calling me. I'm going to have to cut my ringer off. Hold on, hold on just a second. One thing, let me give you all a hint. Do not leave your phone on ring during a live show. Next time y'all do a live show, don't do it. Um, y'all can go ahead and I got a few members of my studio. How y'all doing? Some people are here from my studio. I'm broadcasting in the Soul of America Radio Studios live over the beautiful city of Birmingham, Alabama, looking out over the gray, dark clouds. And I'm back. Now, the first thing I want to do is to make y'all know this is Christmas. Y'all got to know this is Christmas, right? Okay. Here's what I want to do. I got a couple of shows I'm going to be doing, and I'm going to just talk a minute before I actually start the show. But I got to let y'all know it's really Christmas, okay? I got to get y'all in the Christmas mood, right? Because, you know, we all tight, stick up our, stuck up our butts and stuff. I got to let y'all know it's Christmas. So... When I was growing up in Selma, Alabama, shout out to Selma, Alabama, in case anyone in that town is listening. Now, if you are, anybody, whatever road you're on, <laughs> whatever road you live on in Selma, if you're listening, anybody, anybody, anywhere, I want you to listen to this one here because this was the one that let me know every year that it was Christmas, not Bing Crosby, Overwatch, none of that. This right here lets you know I mean business about it being Christmas. Take out three minutes. Bell calls be the ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas. Have the blues My baby's gone I have no friends To wish me greetings Once again Wise will be singing Silent night Christmas carols Come on for Christmas If not for Christmas By New Year's night Friends and relations Salutations Shoot and the stars Shine above 
be with the one you love Then won't you tell me you never more own Christmas and New Year will find you home There'll be no more sorrow No grief and pain Cause I'll be happy Happy Once again Live, aka Tony Montana, right here on the Soul of America Radio. So say good night to the bad guy. Each and every Monday night at eight o'clock Central, nine o'clock Eastern, you don't want to miss Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host J.R. Thicklin. He talks about the abuse of domestic violence and domestic abuse. You don't want to miss that show. It gives you an opportunity to grow. It gives you an opportunity to facilitate victory in your life. So join Jay next Monday night right here on the Soul of America Radio. I'll go to www.soulofamericaradio.com for more information. And tonight, if you're wanting to speak with Tony, Please press 1 if you're already holding on the phone. 
If you're listening on the internet and want to get in on the conversation, dial 323-784-9638 and you can press 1 if you want to talk also. Thank you for joining us. And welcome back to the Tony Stalling Show right here on the Soul of America Radio where we are fighting the powers that be. So I'm not going to even lie 
and act like I know the name of it. <laughs> but it was one of our best shows. Uh, I can't say that. And um, so, uh, but we we put together, I put together this show, and I asked Gwen. Uh, a matter of fact, everybody was from Selma, I believe, except Comedian Joy. And um, it was... Um, it was it was one of the shows that I did to kind of fill in the gaps because I had a <clears throat> had a family member in the hospital, and it was a bit hard doing shows. And so I ca- I came up with this vision and I gave it to uh, Jr. at the time, and I said Jr. I'll work with this. And so her and Tiki, that's what it was. Tiki was the other person. Um, Tiki came together and they actually started doing a hell of a job on the show. It was Tiki. J.R., um, Gwen, Comedian Joy, uh, that were, um, you know, different at, at rotations. I think tonight's show is Tiki, J.R., and Gwen. And uh, they hit it off the bat. They had thousands of listeners uh, their first month, uh, their first week. And so tonight I'm going to go ahead and revisit that show they did right before Christmas. That's why I call this the Christmas Throwback Show. And I want to say uh, shouts out to people listening. I see the 404 area code. Um, I see some people in Cali. Uh, welcome to the Soul of America Radio, Wisconsin. Oh, God, what is that? New York, uh, 90920, which I believe is that's Wisconsin. I said that already, right? Yeah. Uh, Green Bay area, I think. Uh, looks like we got some Texas. People, welcome to the show tonight. I won't be talking long, but um, so I couldn't I couldn't facilitate uh, everything, and I guess the show just kind of fell apart. Uh, so I'm kind of rambling because I'm actually just filling time, getting my engineers' time together to actually put the show together because of, we had to dig it out of the archives. So with that in mind. I'm going to take another quick pause, and then we're going to come back and go to the show. And with that in mind, don't go anywhere. Don't hang up. Don't give up on me. I promise it's a good show. We'll be right back. All right? I'm Tony Stallings. listening to the soul of america radio if you're holding right now on the phone and you want to make a comment press one that will put you in a caller's queue our engineer will see that you want to get on the air and they'll put you in contact with the host otherwise if you want to listen online just go to www.soulofamericaradio.com and look for live stream or just simply follow the instructions also if you see a link to this anywhere on facebook that is a live stream post. Thank you for your cares. Thank you for your contacts and concerns. We are the soul of America Radio. I'm 
Power with Soul of America Radio. Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. Are you there? Yes, Tiki, how are you doing? 
I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. One sec. Um, Gwen, you there? I am. <laughs> Hi. Hi, and as you would like to say, I'm wonderful. <laughs> I'm wonderful. So, Gwen, how have you been? It's been a week since we hung out here in the ladies' room. Bring us up to speed. What's happening in your world? Girl, you know what's happening over here. Same old, same old. <laughs> what did he say? Same Talk shit. Different day. <laughs> how about you, Janice? What's happening in your world? I'm calm down. I've, I've, it's calm down. Not I've calm down, but it's calm down since the weekend. Um, I actually had some friends in from out of town for um, a homegoing celebration. So, um, but it was really nice. It was really nice. It was short and sweet to the point, and you know, it fit the occasion. Okay. Not the occasion, but the service fit the person's personality just perfect. Wow. Oh, good. Plus, I got lost in the woods and a rabbit scared the hell out of me. <laughs> on the road. A rabbit. I didn't have a rabbit. You know, I and and anybody that knows me can tell you. You know, I my I look like a mean bulldog to a degree because I developed this look early in life to uh, keep people away from me. And but my bark is worse than oh, my bite. But I'm out there in the country and uh, turned my sound down on my satellite system and uh, locked my door, and I was doing like 35, and when I saw a car coming up behind me, I stopped and do 25 so they could go on around me, and uh, I was lost, and the little rabbit jumped out on the road. Girl, the car went every which way, and so uh, by the grace of God, I held it on the road. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, I, wow. had, I had a real exciting weekend in and I was in an area of Dallas County. Uh, they call it Pink Bottom. Oh, they call it what bottom? Pink. P-A-N-K, not P-I-N-K, P-A. N-K, Pink Bottom. <laughs> and, uh, man, I mean, we had some we had some suitors down there. You, if any ladies are looking for uh, men, go to Pink, Pink Bottom, Alabama. Off of I, Highway 41. Showing. Yeah. This, guy, right. this guy was posing for <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah, ever fun. heard a pink bottle. Never it's heard going, of a bottle. It's going toward like Camden, Alabama. It's off oh of that goodness. highway. So, But yeah, honey, it's just a bunch of chickens and birds. Yeah, it is, and wow. rabbits. <laughs> yeah, and rabbits, big rabbits. I mean, huge, huge rabbits. How was your weekend, Tiki? Honey, my week was awesome. Uh-huh. I just ended a extended vacation, and you know, I love uh-huh. y'all, you guys like to tease me like I'm on vacation all the time. You like, have been, <laughs> huh? You have been. I, you know, I have to break. I'm one of those black I'm people. When I break, I break. If, if, if you can, if you can get it, hey, get it. Go, go for it. There you go. And look, you know the first. You know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm a typical black. The first thing I did when I got back to work this morning was check to see how much more vacation time I got. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what we do. 
Okay, when can I take Look, the next? Look, so when can I take my next one? I'm like, oh, when I, you know, when I caught myself doing it, I was like, that's pitiful. That's pitiful. Well, you know, kind of way can be addictive. Real quick before we go on, I want to remind our listeners that they can call us at 323-784-9638 if they want to come into the ladies' room and talk to us, or they can join us in the chat room at www.soulofamericaradio.com. The chat room is open. Come in and talk to us there, or call in on the phone, listen in, talk to us. We want to hear from you. But, yeah, yeah, typical Typical. Got back to work, ladies. Went on my computer, logged in the payroll, checked my time. <laughs> well, you know, vacation time can be addictive. You know, that, that time away from work can be very uh, provocative. I mean, yeah, it can be very it, it is. You know, after, after you guys, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I put in my, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And after 13 years, you know, I get six weeks a year, and it accrues. Oh, so I don't lose it at the wow. end of the year. It keeps rolling. You know, so okay. I went in there today, and I still got over 100 hours of vacation left. I'm like, yes. Well, do the thing, girl. <laughs> do it then. And do it. <laughs> so, you know, I, well, you know, honey, hey. I'm, I'm one of those ones that check it, and as soon as I accrue it, I use it. <laughs> so okay. I don't give it a chance to accumulate because if I die tomorrow, I want to be used it up. I don't want to okay. give it out to nobody, put it back in the bank. I don't want none of that. Just let me use it up as I get it. Thank you. You know no. what? And I Need used the to time be away. on that page. I really did used to be on that page. And all I, you know, someone gave me some advice. There was like just once, just one time. You know, resist the urge to use the time because once you get the bank build up, you'll never really run out. And because right. our crew for six weeks um, at such a rapid rate, you know, I was right. just off right. 11 days, and I still got over 100 hours left. So wow. even while I was off, I was accruing. So, it, you know, I just did it once. I used to, Janice, Gwen, I used to subscribe to that. As soon as I get me some vacation time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would uh-huh. go out of there. But I took one period of time where I just waited till the end of the year, wouldn't go on vacation, and let it build up and build up. So now, you know, it feels good to, to you know, take off I and not worry does. about it. I got any time left. Yeah, so, I know it does with that much time a year. Absolutely. So I, I can be off whenever I desire. Absolutely. And speaking of desire, (laughs) we're going to be talking about love and lust in the ladies' room tonight. Mm -hmm. And I want to know. You know I'm going to get all up in y'all business, right? And we're going to get in yours. Thank you. I don't don't have any. (laughs) And we're going to get in yours. I'm going to get all in y'all's business. I'm going to get all in our callers' business, you know, see what they got going on. Right. <laughs> I want them to call, too. I'm going to be like, don't hover in the door. Come on in. That's it. Come Let's on. talk about it. Hopefully Camilla's out there listening and she can call in and say a thing or two because I know she brings it. Oh, well, you know she will. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I hear a break starting, ladies, and when the, we come back, we're going to get it started.
Sundays from everyone at SOAR. If you're listening online, join us live in the chat room right now. Otherwise, if you're listening by phone, press 1 to speak with the ladies right now. Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to J.R., Tiki, and Gwen in the ladies' room on SOAR. healthy in love or heavy in lust, and when to know the difference. So, uh, Gwen, today when we, you know, when we were discussing this topic and decided this is, you know, where we were, were going to go tonight, I got to thinking, you know, like, wow, and this listening of, of words started to run around in my mind, you know, love, lust, desire, appetite, and it all sleeps together, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I understand mm-hmm. that the way we set up this show People may think that we are here to bring a negative connotation to lust, but um, not necessarily. What occurred to me today is um, I am of the opinion, and I would like to get you ladies' opinions on this too, is that I think some measure of lust uh, need to be present to sustain a healthy relationship with your partner. What do you think? <laughs> Stop giggling. I know, right? I think because I'm silly. I think you're right. I mean, um, you've got this. To me, it seems like healthy love, the healthy love part is so serious. And the lust part is the playful part to me. Because in healthy love, you know, it's unconditional. Um, you, you know, you got to give as much as you get. Um, you know, it's not forced. There's no expectations. Not superficial. But you know, in lust, you do have all those things. It could be, you know, a little superficial. You know, uh, physical. It's that heat, that chemistry between the two people. Um, so I think they go hand in hand. I mean, in in my experience. And in talking to some, you know, friends of mine, um, we kind of agreed that they basically go hand in hand. 
Um, what about for yourself? What do you think? Well, yeah, I will. Like I said, I think uh, some measure of it must be present to sustain, you know, for sustainability uh, in a healthy uh, long-term relationship, that aspect. I think lust is the driving force of being in love. So that's kind of where I am with that. So real quick, um, Janice, you got any input on that? Any thoughts about that? Well, yeah, I would, but I would categorize the lust as the desire, you know, that you have for a person, the chemistry, you know, just that raw magnetism that you have, the attraction you have for one another. And, right. um, you know, of course, with the love, that the love is the more security factor um, as far as do you believe or trust this person to take care of you, you know, if you're ill or, or, or something like that, if something's really going on, can you really trust this person to really have your back? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Absolutely. guys, let me let me let me share something with you. Um you know, uh, I did some research. And of course, I like to um educate. I think that is what I was meant to do in life, but unfortunately, I sold out and got seduced by corporate America. <laughs> so, hey, there you <laughs> there you have it. I sold out. Hello, I sold out. But anyway, um so I got the researching lust and love and, and what do they mean, you know? So I you know, I don't know if our listeners or you guys are familiar with what an unabridged dictionary is, but an unabridged dictionary is a dictionary that gives the full meaning of a word without breaking it down into, you know, snippets. And, it, and when you walk in a library, if you ever go to a school library or public library or co- uh, collegiate library, there's a um there's like this case where this huge book, a book that you can't, you literally cannot pick up, is so big that that lays open 24/7. It's always open. It's this huge book that nobody moves. Well, that is a, that is normally the unabridged dictionary because it gives you the full meaning of a word, including its history. No matter if that meaning in history takes two pages, then it'll be two pages long. You know. So I have okay. one of those in my home. I love reading. I love words. So uh, one year I invested in an unabridged dictionary. But uh, for the purposes of this call and this show tonight, I I did some research online and in that dictionary. So online, um, love is defined in Wikipedia as an emotion of strong affection, which we all know, and personal attachment. In a philosophical context, love is a virtue representing all human kindness, compassion, and affection. Um, The unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Um, And a term I found in my unabridged dictionary, a meeting I found in there, is love is a personification of sexual affection. So is it, what that, that's saying is that is how you express love, through sexual affection. And I was like, really? Wow, I want to explore that. <laughs> <laughs> but lust, on the other hand, so I looked up lust, and, and lust got to be pretty interesting. And, and just to note real quick, guys, when I looked up love 
in uh, historical terms and current connotation, the law, the the meaning for love has not changed. I mean, the meaning for okay. romantic love. And just to remind our listeners that we're on this call, on the show tonight discussing our romantic love versus lust. There are different kinds of love: the love of God, the love of self, the love of family. But tonight we're discussing romantic love. But the definition for lust has changed over time. The historical connotations for lust and the current connotations for lust meaning is different. So lust now is defined as an emotional force that is directly associated with thinking or fantasizing about one's desire and is usually in a sexual way. Yeah, it is um <laughs> it is an intense sexual desire or appetite, uncontrolled or illicit sexual desire or appetite, a strong or excessive craving. Now, that's what it means oh, yeah. today. So just to remind everybody, when I gave the definition of love, it mentioned love being a virtue. Well, lust is listed as one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> And this is why. The reason why lust is considered one of the seven deadly sins is because once upon a time in society, lust was considered an abnormal appetite. Copulation, which means to have sex. Copulation was a thing of undue species or bestiality, which means having a desire to have sex with an animal or copulation for the sake of Venereal pleasure That means you're just having sex To feel good Not to have uh, Not having sex to procreate Right Or Copulation with an undue sex Meaning male with male Or female with female And it is still to this day Listed as one of the seven deadly sins But Mm -hmm. now Lust has become synonymous with desire You know, so when we say we lust for someone, that's another way of saying we desire them. I agree with that. (laughs) So before we get deep into that conversation, I understand we have a caller. And um, do we have Camilla on? Yes. Yes, she's on. Hi, Cam. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the ladies' room. Oh, wow, we're talking about lust and love. We are talking about lust and love. And I don't know if you were able to hear, but I was just uh, giving the ladies a background on the evolvement of the word lust and the fact that it used to mean something uh, that was back in the day considered unnatural. And because of such, it is still listed as one of the seven deadly sins in life, unlike its counterpart, love, that is considered one of the seven virtues. (laughs) You know, I was listening to everything you said, and uh, what came to my mind is when you when you use the word desire, with lust being a word, you know that that also means desire according to the dictionary. The noun for for lust is desire, but you right. know, being uh, in church, if you say that, wow, um, because the word lust, you know, is, is in the Bible, and if you say Wow, I really you lusting after that man, but right. I asked the question once on my page, what um, what attracts you to 
a man? What is one thing that attracts you to a man? And most women said, I have to, quote, desire him. But if you use that word lust, it's like a dirty, <laughs> quote, dirty word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the real meaning of the word lust is desire. So I, I, found, I find what you just said very interesting. Well, you know, let's be careful with that because the current meaning of the word lust is, is desire. The thing that made lust the seven deadly sins is its original meaning, which, not, which did not have anything. It was not steeped mm-hmm. in desire. It was steeped in an unnatural or abnormal appetite. Right. So how did so how did it become that way? So okay, um, when I did the research, there was a, a theologian back in the day named Thomas Aquinas, and okay. he had a this you know of course these were these were theologians and they were philosophers, right? And this mm-hmm. is during the period where you had the birth, I'm assuming, of the the or the layout or the edict of the seven deadly sins, and his his definition for lust um, was that the to lust for something was an abnormal appetite. It was to desire something unhuman or or um, undue, Unnatural. meaning mm-hmm. to a man to desire another man was lustful, a woman to desire another woman was lustful, or a human to desire an animal copulation. Okay, now see, that's the part I don't understand because I I don't know. You know, I've heard about the videos of the women and the horses. And my thought has always been, what's the poor horse thinking? What's on that that poor child's mind? You know what I'm saying? What's the the woman thinking? Well, I'm not not even worried about that, 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 that trick, you know, but I'm saying the poor horse. See, she's in control of herself, so she's doing what she wants to do. That's what she's thinking. But with the poor horse, what is he thinking? Right. Oh, well, that's, the poor that's dog. why. That's why in in that context, lust. I mean, to do something, or you know, to engage in a bestiality, or you know, some unnatural act like that, was considered a deadly sin. I mean, what could be more base than that? Now we happen to know. Um, that as a society we have gotten to the place where, you know, tolerance is taught for male-on-male relationships and female-on-female relationships. And as a society overall, we have become more tolerant and accepting because it's such a pervasive state. You know what I'm saying? It Mm -hmm. exists all around us. But there was a time in society where that kind of interaction was Considered as debased and inhuman as being with an animal. Well, what, but now, what do they like know, to say it was frowned from, upon? It was frowned mm-hmm. upon, exactly, severely. But you, so, but we but you, we've got you know to the point now where lust has become such a common term in 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 terms of expressing uh, desire that the two have more or less become synonymous. So to but, now, and you know nowadays, what, if you fast forward to now, lust means desire, like she was saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But but you know what, Tamika? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, with with that, the it's, it's it's more or less the 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 attitude that everything is okay. You know, if you if if this tickles your fancy, it's okay. 
Uh, but we've become so politically correct with every little twist and turn and nuance that goes on in America now. We, we've just returned into a, a bunch of punks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, with my personal philosophy, I, I would have to agree. I can't. I cannot disagree with that statement. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, in terms of what we are discussing tonight, Camilla is absolutely right. Lust is desire, and when but the difference is when we hear desire, we are able to put uh, emotion to it, maybe feelings. But when we hear well, lust, it's a yeah, positiveness think sex, to it. Yeah, when right. we hear lust, we think sex. And that's what we and were taught, you know, like Camilla was saying, growing up in church, if you ever, you know, if anybody ever said that to you or that discussion came about, it was frowned upon. It was taboo. And right. uh, lusting, lusting, you know, according to the Bible, is wrong. If you lust after someone's flesh. So, Camilla, one of the things I asked the ladies uh, prior to your coming on was, you know, their thoughts about whether or not some degree of lust needs to exist to sustain a healthy love relationship. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Yes, I think that definitely um, in order to uh, maintain a healthy relationship, there has to be a a desire. Um, I think that's what originally draws you to that person. It's it's not the mind because you can't see a person's mind when you first meet them. There has to right. be some type of physical desire. Um, most people don't like to use that word lust, but uh, because like you said, we have. And you know, back then it was it was it was it was a a bad thing. And even now, when you say you know, oh, you lusting, you lusting, you know, uh, you <laughs> basically people automatically you've already slept with the man. You know, the Bible says if you lust after someone, you you've already committed adultery in your heart. Um, right. But as we began, as I began to study this word, you know, lust, um, it's. Feelings are connected with that word. It's the way that you feel. You're just, you know, you're loving it and you, you care about it, not falling for that partner purely just because you lust after them or you desire that person. So there has to be some type of desire even before the relationship begins, even before the commitment is there. In order to have right. a healthy relationship, there has to be some type of physical. We're not talking about a mind right now. Going back right. to something that Toot said, it wasn't your mind that drew me across the room because the only thing I saw was, you know, a, a, a physical person. So there had to be some type of physical desire or some type of, as we're talking about tonight, lust that uh, caught my attention. Right, right. So I would have to agree. So, you know, I was preparing for the show today, and, you know, guys, I like to, to share with you that my friends are mostly male, and I like to get their input, and I like to, you know, just find out what they're thinking about, you know, the topic, you know, what would they have um, to say about it. So I made the mistake of saying to one of them <laughs> that, 
the lust position is often associated with the man. So, you know, <laughs> then you uh, men that are lusting, I, I you know. I don't necessarily say so all the time. Mm-hmm. You have you, women out right. there that are real lustful. You're right, and, and and he was right, but you know I had to get it started, right? Right. You know, right. So. <laughs> He's like, what? So what, did, what did they what? say? <laughs> he, you know, he took exception to the fact that you know only men um, uh, are should be accused or perceived as being lustful, and he was like, the truth is, we are all subjected to what we see initially. You know, right. um, a lot of times it takes time and effort to get to know what's happening on the inside of a person. But the thing right. that causes you to look is the thing that you see. And you're only right. going to look at something that appeals to you as an individual. That can be, right. you know, there are different levels of attractiveness, you know. Uh, what's attractive right. to this man may not necessarily be attractive to that man. So, you know, beauty being truly in the eye of the beholder. You know, one may, person may say he or she looks like a dog, and another person may say, oh, my God, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and, 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 and it's the truth. We all are attracted to what we see initially. But I, I, right. I'm going to hold the position that I think, that for women, we are not, it's not so much. That we are easier to, for us, it's easier for us to look a little deeper initially. Let me. Well, no, no, it's easy. No. It's easy. <laughs> no. no. I mean, well, no. well, my thing of it is, it's like, have, okay, you know, you know that person, uh, you know a person that they're real attractive and the person they're paired up with is like homely. And you're like, what does, you know, what, which, you know, it's right. not all that little straight up. And, and, but you're like, it, you know, what does that person see in the person? But then after you get to, or either the person is just ugly. I'm, let me straighten that up. It ain't just always homely. They ugly. <laughs> and, um, right. And but after you get to know that person, that you know the looks start to wear on you to where the person's features that first you know initially offended you, they're not looking so bad anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You don't pass that. Yeah. So yeah. my question, my question is this: when you first, when you when you first, because it's going back to what we said earlier, the the can you desire a person across the room that's ugly? No, some people do now, evidently. But then that goes back to Camilla is, I mean, ugly to you. You mean because the person that's ugly to you may not necessarily be ugly to someone else, right? But I mean, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm asking. You know, okay. lust is lust is with the first part of any sound intimate relationship is the infatuation or the the romance stage. It's the first thing to the romance stage. That's what that's what right. that's my thought on it. So it's it's like it's to me it's like a dude that wear flip flops and sandals. That's not something that turned me on. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna even look at a dude in flip flops and 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 and, and socks. Uh huh. So, so what it, happens, it, it, guys? What happens when you're at a party and you see someone across the room? And they're looking at you, and you're like, uh-uh, that's a dog. I don't, why is he looking at me? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, uh, and you're trying to get out of his, uh, his, you know, his sight, his line of vision. Uh-huh. You know, right. you're like, I don't, I don't want to. But somehow, you know, he migrate over to you, 
and the conversation starts and you're not being a bee, you know, you're being polite and you engage him in a conversation and you find uh-huh. yourself intrigued in the conversation and all of a sudden you're listening and then you go from listening to responding and listening and responding gives back to conversation. So and you're at the same party. This ain't another night. This is the same night, guys. This right. same dog that had you in his sights that you were trying to get away from. <laughs> I have I maintain that women are more tolerant in situations like that and a man yeah, probably wouldn't give a woman that he considered a dog that same kind of consideration. That's all I'm saying. True. Uh-huh. True. Yeah, that's probably true. But you know, sitting and having a conversation and taking them home is two different things. Okay. <laughs> so I might sit talk- <laughs> having that conversation okay. is that you become attracted to you. because I'm a because I'm going to say this, I am highly attracted to intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's my button. You can push that one. I'm highly attracted okay. to intelligence. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, you, with you, you have to take a little more time other than well, right. official. <laughs> right. You <laughs> might be like, more. where is Tiki going with that dude? But so if right. you see me with that dog... No, she's with the brain. <laughs> Look, who's that brain? Not, and if yeah. we see him, if see you with him, who's that brain tickets with? Right. Right. So Camilla, when you see him, be like, okay, I understand. <laughs> yeah, and see, my <laughs> thing is, if if I'm in the room with someone, I'm to the point now where you know, I I don't you know I don't want him to to put a bag over his head. But I'm just going to be nice, and I'll carry a conversation with anyone. And if he wants to dance, then, okay, let's dance. But, you know, I just I just let him know, you know, hey, we're just going to dance, and then you go on. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's right. But I'm just going to be cordial with anyone. Yeah, I know right. how to carry that's a conversation. That's what I said. I to you. That's right. Right, exactly. But, you know, we're we, we not. You Right, you know, not 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 to have water or nothing. You go back in the corner, and I'm going back to the table. Oh wow, that's a rough room. Oh man, in the desert, he can't get water. Lord have mercy, can't even get no water. So you know, I think that all goes back to communication because if we don't do that, you guys, I think that's when the desire comes. Mm-hmm. Well, right. now for me, I've, I've dated a guy too that initially I'm like, oh, uh-uh. but after uh, I got to know them and their personality and all, uh, they turned out to be real nice, and I, I really enjoyed the time that I spent with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's like it was something. You know, it, it, like you say, it's for me. I don't have a particular type. By me being so fair complexed, everybody automatically assumes that I go for the light-skinned brother, or I always go for the dark-skinned brother. Well, just to let America know, I don't discriminate. I mean, I I, I, it's, it's just whichever color, you know, it's, it has to be It has to be something about that person that attracts me to them, be it their personality or, or their, you know, just sheer raw, you know, hunkiness. But, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Them thermos. laughs> Let's have potential, you see what I'm saying? So guys, we're gonna take a break here and when we come when we come back, I wanna discuss knowing the difference. How do you know when the place you're at is all love, some love, all love, some love? Let's get at it when we come back. All right.
Ladies, this is Chris. It's a pleasure announcing for you right here on SOAR. listening to the show by phone and want to make a comment, press 1 to speak to the host. Otherwise, you can call in if you're listening on the internet at 323-784-9638 and then you can press 1 if you want to speak to the host. And now, back to the show. This is Chris and I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now back to the ladies in the ladies' room. you can be in a state of love and at that point in time it's 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 everything you need it to be but as you go on in the relationship depending on what you need from the person or need out of the relationship whether or not you're getting that it may turn out to be that you are actually in lust you know what i'm saying rather than actual love with the person because as i said when you're in a relationship with someone someone i say about the first Six months is the three to six months is the is the honeymoon stage, so you know everything is all good. You know if 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 whatever the situation is, you know you just you just high on life. But after you get beyond that honeymoon stage, and then you really start to know the person, and you start looking 
back and forth at one another, I think that's when you really sometimes figure out, well, you know, maybe this was a, a love situation rather than love, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, um, Camilla, anything to add, any thoughts on that? Um, I, I agree with, with what Janice was saying. I think lust is centered around sexual compatibility. You know, uh, if your partner and you um, fit the same things uh, when you talk and when you communicate and the same buttons are pushed, then, you know, then that's when you have, you know that you have that same, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like using that word lust for some reason, but desires, um, <laughs> you know. Well, we're that, talking about know, lust, Camilla. Lust, right, right. Oh, I'm sorry, lust. Then you, you know how fantastic that feels and you have, you, you, you lust for that person and you, you want to be with that person all the time. And once the, the the lack of compatibility that level goes from 100 to zero, then to me that's when the relationship is being tested, when the chemicals are no longer there and you think Mm -hmm. you're in love, then that's when you really have to test or the test or you're weighing was it lust or am I in love. So I think there's like there's there's a, there's a, uh, and I heard this word used, there's a gray spot. Uh, between lust and love, but you know, at the first mm-hmm. date, you know, you just mean every, you know, everything. You know, you have the sweaters coming, you have the socks coming, <laughs> and everything <laughs> is wonderful. Um, you know, unexpected gifts and things like that. And then, you know, six months down the later, six months down the line, and things stop, and you think you're in love, and then, you know, no more sweaters and no more socks. Then you, you know, you you have to wonder, was it lust or Am I in love? And that's when the communication, I think, really needs to start. Right. To decide, you know, if the relationship is going to go on or if the relationship needs to, where do we go from here? I think that's when we need to ask ask the question, where do we go from here? Yeah. So, Gwen, (laughs) having heard that, and, and you know, Gwen, you are a married panelist, okay? You know, you are a married lady in 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 the ladies' room, so you set the standard. You know, I like to think so. Oh, don't let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you? You know, and I think you, I think you mentioned something about your your marriage being or your relationship being seventeen years fantastic right now, right? So, right. Is is lust? or a healthy desire for your partner, you know, in long-term relationships, is that an attainable or sustainable state? Uh, It is. It really is. Uh, But the thing about it is you have got to be aware of it. You have to. You can't just sit around and think it's just going to, Manifests itself on its own You have to work at that thing And um, You know some of the conversations we've had In the past about uh, Affection and Romance and Dressing for the part And doing all these things um, I think Some of those things is what keeps the lust There Um, Because I don't think it I think after you know so many years You get comfortable 
and complacent sometimes and feeling like that person is always going to be there and they're going to love you no matter what. Well, yeah, they may love you, um, but is that all you want? You know, don't you want desire? Don't you want passion? Don't you want them to just, you know, look at you and just want to tear into you like they used to? So, um, right, right, right. For me, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's um, a constant of trying to be aware of keeping that lust alive. <clears throat> and I, yeah, desire is great, but I want lust. I want that, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> throw me down. You know, I want I want a thug in my life. <laughs> I can always count on one, like, baby. Like, I like that thug love. You know what I'm saying? And I want a thug in my life. I mean, you know, for real. I have to tell my husband sometimes. You know, do that thing. Take control of this you know? situation. That's right. You know, so um, it's it's very important to for me to keep um, that lust alive. It really is because if you don't. Right. Um, you, you'll lose it, and and I don't want him lusting after anybody else, and you know, so I got to try to keep keep it together. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's pause there for one second, ladies, because I have a caller. Um, I have two o two calling in. Two o two, are you there? Yes, I am. Great show, great show tonight. Um, I was just uh, listening in, and I think that was Gwen that just said, "I'm I'm so happy that." I heard a woman say it uh, about that thug love thing. I appreciate you, uh, Gwen, <laughs> for saying that. Um, but but really, and I also heard Gwen say that that you know the love part uh, has to be worked on. That and, and we got to be clear on the night: love versus lust. Yes, it's the love that love constantly has to be worked on. But lust never needs work. And and that's something that, you know, I heard Camilla talk about earlier about <clears throat> seeing one from across the room. Um, that's where that lust thing happens. Once When lust is established first, love can be gained out of lust. But quite often we try to make lust uh, manifest out of love, and that don't always happen because we can love folks for a whole lot of different reasons. Um, you know, and, and I heard Camilla joke about it, but it's a realism that a lot of folks can't face, and they can't face that reality of the situation, is that uh, when your finances is right, um, love finds you quite often. Um, when, you, when, you find, when you find yourself scraping the end of the barrel, uh you can find a whole lot of temporary lusts, but uh-huh. once they find once they find out that your pocket got a few nickels, it's gonna be almost impossible to find some love. What well, can because, I ask you this? Yeah, yeah. I have a question about the statement you just made. You said when you're, okay. you know, your pockets are low, when your finances are nil, um, right. you know, you can't. Find love. You can't shake a stick at love, but is that truly love? I mean, when when I think about love, I think about the embodiment of the highest attainable state of the human spirit. When you're able to love someone, that to me says absolution, right? right. And right. and if if if, um, if a condition exists 
that you have money or you have material things or right. that you have some degree of power and someone right. proposes to love you or you find love in abundance, is that love? Right. I don't think the, so. Uh, I mean, right. I think I, 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 when we ask to that, the the person that loves you going to love you rich or broke. Right. Right. But the person right. that can yeah. walk away from you broke, that's, yeah. that's giving lip service to love. That's not love. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Tiki, this is, it, I'm glad you said that. And what everything that you said, and uh, given those of us who try to illustrate or command some sort of uh, moral existence in our lives, that's the perfect answer, and that's that's the answer that we should be given. But for those mm-hmm. of us that have lived a little bit, you know, over time you'll come to see, just as Camilla was joking about extravagant gifts and doing all these other things, that costs money. And, right. and doing those things and showing those appreciations <laughs> of love it's going to cost you something. There's only mm-hmm. so many There's only so many bologna sandwiches and picnic baskets I can <laughs> take you to the park with. Eventually, you're going to need me to do and step my game up, as they say, okay. or I'm going to need to take you to a movie. I need to, why don't you take me somewhere? While you're yeah. having that conversation with me, there's the other brother who, whether he's the baller baller or he may be the true physician or he may be the lawyer or whatever the case, that saw you across the room and think you the best thing since sliced bread, and he going to send you a dozen roses every day until you give him a response while I'm telling you I'm scraping the bottom of nickels and uh-huh. love is what matters. So, yeah. you know, with all of that happened, just from the realistic standpoint, I understand that true love is about, you know, whether we shouldn't, money shouldn't play a part. But money definitely plays a part, most definitely in the integral, intermediate stages when love is trying to be established. Now, when we coming in and we have a relationship like Sister Gwen has established and 17 years of that thug love and all that, but upon all that thug love in them 17 years, that brother brought some flowers home. He did some things. He took her some places that she wanted to go and sat around in front of her family, even the members of the family he didn't like, and smiled and did all those other things. You know what I'm saying? Where love is established, so right, so brought you a Benz. Now I, I don't, I can't get that Benz on a couple nickels. Now the point of the matter is, is that in those seventeen years, that's established, and that brother can hit some hard times, and he can he can lose a few paychecks right now, and Glenn gonna step it up. Glenn gonna step it up and say, you know, this is love. I got love for you. We have love established, but coming in, bro, it ain't gonna happen. And that's real talk. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't disagree. I really don't disagree that, you know, people, we've gotten to a point in, in, in our society and our relationships with one another that uh, finances plays a major part in whether we stay or go. But I still maintain that real love, that money, finances, situations do not, don't ever conquer that. Right. 
Right. So whether you have a mother do wooing you with flowers, candy, whatever, when you truly love somebody, your heart is where your heart is, period. Right. Right. Flowers, chocolates, candies, gold necklaces, rings, all that stuff you're getting. Right. When you love but somebody, right. you love them. Right. That's but see, where you coming at? You love them. Right, right. I get you. I get you. But what I'm talking about, what, what I called in was the topic of the show was love versus lust. Love. So <laughs> and it's knowing the difference. That, right, right, right. Okay, knowing the difference. So to me, it sounds like that question is posed upon the initial meeting stages. Because when we deep into the relationship, yeah, that's very clear. Don't know gifts come until something's established. But you know, love is not established initially. You know, no, you got to have some money for it to be established. I understand, Tiki, and I agree. You know I what I'm saying? And I, was, I respect. Well, but this is, but this is the from the position of, and I, I do understand this is the ladies' room, and I understand where the men is coming from. But you know, from the man's standpoint, ladies, I understand. Naturally, a lady wants to be in love, and you wants to fall in love. Men. You know what I'm saying? In general, you know, they can play the sex role. So men fall on the left side, women fall on that love side, you know. But Tiki, I, hey, I love you to death, but, you know, and I see how you're rolling. You're a woman of professionalism. You have your own in life. I just don't see you. I just don't see no brother who's homeless coming at you and accepting him. I don't see that. I don't okay. see it. I, I don't see it because, you know what I'm saying, and, I mean, I'm talking about the initial stages. I don't see you seeing a brother from across the room that need like, that look like he need his pants iron and, you know, he can use a haircut and a tic-tac in his mouth. I don't see you accepting that. <laughs> you don't see that? I, I, I don't see I kind of don't, don't either, Tiki. <laughs> I don't see it. It's Camille, it's Camille still on the line. Yeah, I, I've got something I want to say. I, when, when I was Come talking on, about wait a minute. Before you say, before you got say what you got to say, can you address what Took said about me? He said he don't see it. Do you see it? I don't see it either. Um, uh, Tony said he don't see it either. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can see it. Okay. So you, so I just want to say to the rest of y'all, I had to ask somebody that at least halfway know me. All right, go on, Cam, what you had to say. <laughs> um, I, wanted to, I wanted to address the, the socks and, the you know, what, what he thought was funny. And it was funny because of how I said it, but it actually happened to me. You know, I used to be one of those, one of those um, yeah, I talked about socks and I talked about sweaters because I sweaters. dated mm-hmm. sweaters. Yeah, I, I dated someone that, that I never met that for one time in my life listened. And that paid okay. attention to me. He listened and he paid attention that I love sweaters. He, he paid attention that I love socks. It doesn't matter if they're a Nike sock or a pair of socks that come from Dollar Tree. He just noticed that when he was in my presence that I love to wear sweaters. So one day, some sweaters showed up at my house. One day, some socks showed up at my house. Now, this guy, of course, he was a professional man. Okay, I got out of professional men one day. Okay, about two months ago, I was dating this guy. I don't know if I told you I had accepted applications. He passed the background check, blah, 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 blah. Okay, one of my friends told me, Camilla, your problem is this. You're used to dating a certain type of man. Uh, When I dated my husband, 
He didn't have this. He didn't have a Bentley. He didn't have a Benz. He didn't have a BMW. He didn't have a Hummer, too, but he had potential, okay? So right. had two laughing because he got a Hummer. He didn't have a Hummer. He had potential. So I said, okay, I'm going to roll with that. So, you know, this brother, he didn't have a pot or a window, y'all. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. he, he got potential. You know, I'm, I'm going to roll with him and see what he got. Okay, this guy, y'all, everything was, he was a gentleman. We, you know, we went out. He was, he was, you know, I thought that he was an honest guy. We, we, we get in the car one day. The first thing I always do when I get in the car with anybody, I look at the gas needle because I don't want to be walking. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I noticed that he didn't have a gas. I felt like to get to where we was going. I say to the brother, I say, you know, um, you need some gas because I know he wasn't working. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So he was yeah. like, well, I'm straight. And I was like, no, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's too cold. It's 36 degrees. You know, I got on four-inch boots. I'm not walking. I said, you know, let me get you a little gas. I volunteered. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I hear he you. Said, we, I said, I, I'll put $20 worth of gas. This is what he said, and I'm quoting him because I might have a sewer. I will give you your $20 back. I didn't ask him. I didn't say I'll loan you $20. I said I will give you $20 to put your to put the money back in your, uh, it, to give you your $20 back. Two, less, one month later, he stopped calling. He blocked me on Facebook. I, I couldn't find him with a search warrant. Okay? Wow. Now, this is a man, quote, with potential that I'm giving a chance because I'm not into all of that stuff anymore. Okay? I'm the person, too, that you may need a breath mint. I'm going to tell you on the side, you know what, brother? Get your little scope, get your little toothpaste holder, and brush your teeth. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you understand what right. I'm saying? But two years okay. ago, I wouldn't, I would have never given him a chance. So in my case right now, it's not all about love or or money. I'm trying to just find a brother with potential to see where can we go from here. But this brother has been a liar. He slipped a can of oil, and I'm still speechless <laughs> about it. No, I know that's right. We'll be right back after the break, guys. We'll pick up there. Ooh, that's the time. I feel like making love to you. That's the time. I feel like making dreams. Radio, coast to coast. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soul. Before we get back to the show, let me invite you to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Get information about the show, segments, the staff, anything you want to find out. And now, if you're listening to the show right now and want to speak to the host, press 1 if you're listening via phone, and you will be connected to the host. If you're listening over the Internet and want to speak, pick up your phone and dial 323-784-9638 and press 1, or either just hang on and listen to the show. And now, back to the show. 
back. You're in the ladies' room with Tamika, Janice, and Gwen talking about healthy and love or heavy and lust. Before we went to the break, uh, Camilla was taken to to school on uh, superficial <laughs> matters, <laughs> letting him know that that's not what it's all about, and there are women that really will give a guy a break, and he does not necessarily have to show up with the money first. Uh, and just an FYI, all of you that, you know, are just joining us or didn't hear him, um, in Tuke's commentary, he accused me of being shallow and superficial. <laughs> just because of my occupation. <laughs> so we have Tuke and Camilla in the house with us, and it is a good Tuke, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I love you, too. Oh, I, I, I love you, too. Can, can you hear me, Sister Cass? I can hear you. That's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so do do me do me this favor. Can, can you answer one question? Yeah. Since, since we're talking about the, the issue at hand and, and the reasoning for, for my dissertation was because uh, that we're talking about love over lust. Now, answer this one question for me. <clears throat> the brother didn't have no money, and, and you and uh, Tiki are in a very <laughs> small percentage where money won't matter. Uh, let, let, let me say this. Um, since we're talking about the subject at hand, what did that brother's physical attraction, did the lust that you have for him come into play to help you be willing to offer that $20 for some gas? Oh, oh no, 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 because I heard as soon as I turned, as soon as I turned on the show, I heard somebody talking about the, the weighing the options and the seesawing between attractive and ugly. So I'm, I got a feeling in the eyes of Sister Camilla, dude, who, who I love like, like a play cousin, uh, it is in the eyes of Sister I'm, I'm Camilla. I'm a play cousin now. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 you know that, no, I'm, Play cousin is real strong love. That's love for no reason yes, at all. Is. Anyway, getting getting back home, uh, that's the strongest love. But, but getting back home here, the, the issue here is I got a feeling with all the, the brother had all this potential because what you seen in your eyes was something that you lusted after, opposed to if you, what you looked at the brother and he wasn't easy, not only on the world's eyes, but on your eyes, and it wasn't <laughs> something that you saw had potential to be lustful, I don't think that 20 would have made it out your pocket. <laughs> no doubt. Yes, sir. Now help me with no, that. No doubt, because I, like I said earlier, I, I'm not going to go out with nobody. I got to put a bag over their head. That goes without well, okay. saying so right, right, right. So what we're saying is over here, love versus lust, it was the lust that was driving you that that generated and ignited and energized you showing him some love. Because well, if it wasn't and, for and the Camilla's, love, and Camilla's I beg the difference. I beg the difference. Oh, in Camilla's defense, hold on, Cam, in Camilla's defense, I'm going to say it was her desire for his company that drove her oh, actions. God. Oh, no, no, I did. In my, I did. In my own, wait a minute. Desire in my, same thing. Wait a minute. In my own defense, loaning the Negro $20 and not having to walk, that was my right, defense. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right, right, because right, I that's thought, right. You know, this is the type of person that I have grown to be. Right. I don't mind helping a brother out. 
You know, I have grown right. to be this person. I don't right. mind going to the restaurant if a brother right. let me know up front. You understand right. what I'm saying? This brother, he told me up front the situation right. that he was in. Okay, hear me right. clearly now. Don't try to make no fool out of me like these other oh. jokers did. You know, because some brothers, right. when they see you dressed up from your head to your toe, they automatically right. assume that you got it going on. Some of them call you bougie or whatever the case may be. You don't know how I'm rolling. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So in right. my own defense, I didn't want to walk from Montgomery. Right. That, that's right. 99, right. 40 miles. Right. So that was so your, I, your I, self. Right. Right, right. You had your own selfish agenda why you didn't wanna you didn't wanna walk, so you put that forward and then your morality about you, whether you was attracted to him or not, you would help the brother out because that's where you've grown to. I'm talking about the lustful aspect. It's the lust that made you that next morning cared whether or not you was deleted from Facebook. Because if you wasn't lusting over the brother and saw all the potential for him lustfully you wouldn't care about no Facebook being deleted. Let me tell you something. If I didn't desire him or love for him, I wouldn't have got in the car for him. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, and, that's that's what what and, we, right, and we know that. That's that's what we did. You know that? We that's both, what, yeah, we let's both get agree. That we saying I'm not, the same thing. I'm not saying the same thing. Okay. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Let's go back to our respective corners. I have a question from the <laughs> chat room for the for the group. For okay. the group, and I want to see who wants to tackle this question from our listeners in the chat room. What if you're married but not physically attracted to your husband and find yourself lusting after other men? Now, my answer to that would be get a divorce. Anybody? Anybody? I'm with you, Tiki. Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Bueller. All right, we're going to let the gentleman in the room answer that. This is a question from a a woman. We're going to let Mr. Took uh, address that question. Took, can you you help us with that? Can you give us a perspective? This woman is unmarried. Okay. And she is not attracted to her husband any longer and finds herself lusting after other men. Oh, Lord, I'll wait to taboo talk now. And and, and the question. And the question is, what, 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 what should they do with the marriage over? And they just ask, what if, what if you're married and but not physically attracted to your husband and find yourself lusting after other men? You know, what do you do in a scenario like that? What well, I mean, I, I, what makes sense? Well, you already married. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and you took married. a vow. You you already married. You took a vow that says for better or for worse. And mm-hmm. it sounds like since you're not attracted to him, you knew it was worse before you jumped the room. <laughs> so, you know, but nonetheless, you didn't already jump, so ain't no rewind button. So, you you know, you made a commitment to the Lord that you would make every effort to make it, what, make it work. So for whatever reason that drove you to jump the broom with that which you wasn't attracted to, and you vowed to, you know, keep them legs closed to only him and him only and submit to him only, um, hey, we all attracted to a bunch of things every all day long. We we walk through amen, things. Amen, amen. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Don't let no man in America, now I'm going to speak for the men because I'm qualified to do that. 
There is no such thing. No, I'm. I, well, I am one of them, because the point of the matter is, I don't care if you're married, whatever the case is, you're single, whatever the case is. Every man walks circumspectly through this world and registers every woman that passes through his eyesight. Now, we all know what the world is made of, and Christmas time, this is a perfect example. You can do all the window shopping you want, but you just not permitted to, you're not permitted to buy. And it goes conversely the same way with the woman. Don't sit here and we sitting here and we watch. We can be watching a movie, and you know I'm going to purposely turn and look you in your face. When LL come up on the TV, when Morris Chestnut come up on the TV, when, you know what I'm saying, Uh back in the day it was Wesley Snipes or whoever the male sex figure is, Denzel or whoever the case (laughs) is. But don't sit there with a straight face and I'm sitting there on the couch with you and I I, I could use a few more hours in the gym and you finna look over at me and say, baby, Denzel ain't got nothing on you. You desire and you look over at Denzel, Morris Chestnut, you look too. But just because it's on TV, you're not able to buy. But you definitely do some window shopping. So and I mean, we all do that. It's about and whether you submit or not, whether you submit or not. So whether that be male, female, whatever the case is, we all window shop every day. We all have lust throughout the day. It can be material items, and it can be physical lust, sexual lust. You all have it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the issue that I want to have. And my wife needs to understand, whoever she may be in the future, I'm, I look, I'm telling you right now, so all the ladies in America that's hearing this right now, if you want to get with that little fat man on Facebook and his name Pastor Two, and you want to submit your application for the first lady, let me get something real clear to you. You got to stay in the gym because I refuse to come home and lie to you on a daily basis knowing that I done been in the office, been at work, looking at all these women all day, and I want to come home and look at you in the moo-moo and say I done, I've been thinking about you all day. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. So, you know, you want to keep it real, and that's keeping it real in your relationship. Even the moo moo. Oh, no, the moo-moo. I, I can't get with the, I can't get with the moo moo baby. So I'm you on know the, on the moo moo. Listen, hey. on the moo moo note, guys, we are going to take a break. <laughs> and the gra- and the granny panties. Don't forget them. We'll be right back. <laughs> holidays from everyone at SOAR. If you're listening online, join us live in the chat room right now. Otherwise, if you're listening by phone, press 1 to speak with the ladies right now. Coast to Coast. Talk Radio. This 
is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to J.R., Tiki, and Gwen in the ladies' room on SOAR. Healthy and Love, Heavy and Lust, and we're being joined by our guest um, callers this evening, Took and Cam. So just before the break, uh, Took made a comment about um, he, wanted, he, he wanted to advise the potential future first lady to, to stay mm-hmm. in the gym <laughs> and keep it tight. So, you know, just for the sake of balance, I want to remind all of our listeners that there's someone for everyone. And Tuke did not imply that everybody, every man requires that his woman stays in the gym. He just said that he, that is a requirement yeah. for him. So, Amen. you know, some men like women with a little extra something-something on their bones. Because I know, Lord have mercy, yeah. they can't get enough of me. I love the extra. I love the extra. <laughs> <laughs> I love the extra. I just don't love the abundance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra is always good, but abundance can be a good one. Love, hey, brother, brother and love, that's another show. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. hmm. So you know, it works well in the. It works well in the world. Yes, it does. FYI, none of us are perfect, and uh, we all got some uh, some issues. Your issue may be one thing, and somebody else's issue may be another. So we're talking about he- healthy and love, or, or heavy and lust, and and how do you know the difference? You know, we've we've uh, we've explored long-term relationships, well, and how do you keep that fire lit? And we, I think we all agree, guys, if if you will, uh, that initially that spark that we have for someone we just meet is, in fact, lust. It is. Mm-hmm. That is what that that yeah. is that attraction. That's what it is. It's lust. Mm-hmm. Mm. Y'all gonna get it's some great. inboxes tonight, baby. Well, <laughs> now let me ask you this, uh, everyone: when you when when you realize it's lust, but you've in this you've been in this so-called love relationship, what do you do at that point when it it, it hits you like a lightning bolt? What hits you? The lust or the love or the realization? Well, no, the that realization. I, the realization that you're in a lustful, a lustful relationship rather than loving. Well, when it hit me, I was like, "Hell, don't end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it rolling." But you know, of course, it burns out eventually. <laughs> yes, but you know, my thing is, you, you know, when he hits you, that for. you. If you if it hits you that you're in love and and that person ain't got no problem with it and and you ain't got no problem with it then you know go on stay in love a little longer. What do you have to say to that, Cam? Uh, I'm speechless. I'm still. I'm still trying to go back with you. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trying to digest what Toop said. I'm thinking about my $20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> y'all know I was joking, right? I was joking. But I think I have to go back to what to what Gwen Gwen said. Um, you know, she was so right. You know, being being married to, uh, seventeen years, and and she said, you know, you have to do what you have to do to keep. Basically, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember. But she was saying, basically, you have to do what it takes to keep the fire burning. You know, and right. um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm listening to everything she said. I'm taking notes because I, I don't, I'm not, Paul, what Paul said, you know, that's not my testimony. I don't desire to be mad, to be single all, all right. my life. That's, that's, right. that's not my testimony. Right. That's right. Um, you know, so I'm listening to everything that she's saying in her, ma- uh, you know, about her marriage. So, you know, when you feel that, you know, the, the, the lust, the desire is not there anymore. You do what you have to do to keep it going. And, I, you know, I have a grandmother that's 86 years old, and she was married for over 50-some years before my grandfather died. And I talked about marriage all, all the time. And one thing that my grandmother told me that sticks with me to this day, she said, if you're not going to keep doing it, don't start doing it. That's right. it. There you go. If you're not going to cook three meals a day, don't keep, don't start cooking three meals don't a day. That. If you're exactly. not going to iron every day, don't start ironing. If you're not going to have it. sex with him every day, seven days a week, three times a day, start it. Don't start That's doing it. nothing you can't keep up with. You're not going to keep up. Exactly. So, you know, and that, that, that stands with me right now. So, you know, Y'all, I, I, I talk to a lot of elderly people. This yeah, just being from the chat room. The person that was asking about, you know, what do you do when you've lost that attraction for your husband, she says um, she lusts for other men because her husband jumped up four pants sizes. See? She threw See what I'm about it <laughs> and his weight. See what I'm talking okay. about? It's okay. So women will, so, so, but, but that's so right there, that's, that's, that's validation too. That's validation. Exactly. But that, yeah, that's good to know that women will uh, lose the desire for their man just like a man will for a woman when she, you know, gains some weight. You know what I heard someone say? I heard uh, I heard a minister say that when he married his wife, she she took a vow to remain 123 pounds. Oh, wow. All right. He said, he said um, so when when we, and I took a vow. To remain a hundred and however many pounds, I couldn't remember what he said, but you know she was pretty thin, so I remember that. But he said we have to maintain our vows. You know, I just can't blow up and expect my wife to be attracted to me, and she just can't blow up and expect me to be attracted to her. We took vows. We made a covenant with each other and with God to maintain. These are things that I listen to, you guys. So I take, I'm taking all of this stuff, I'm writing it down, and I feel as single women, these are some of the things because, like Tu said, as a single woman, even though when I was in relationship, I looked. I looked at, uh, I look now, I have friends that's married. You know, uh, they were very thin when they got married, and they allowed themselves to get out of shape, not because of medical reasons, but because of just eating too much. You understand what I'm saying? And you have to do what you have to do so that your husband will desire you. Now, these are things that my grandmother taught me, and these are things that I'm watching. Saying that that's not, and I saying that that's, that. whether that's right with, or not. I agree with the thought and, and, and the concept, and absolutely, I have no 
no commentary against that uh, except for this. <laughs> you know, so it, it sounds like I don't want our listeners to think that we are, we are saying that, you know, everybody in a good relationship or a healthy relationship has to be thin or skinny. Oh. You know, don't, no, don't, no, no, don't no, take no. that there. No, so, not at all. <laughs> so I know not how sometimes you can be out there listening and you can say, oh, they saying such and such. No, that's Biggie. not what we're advocating Biggie. on this show. Because believe Biggie. me, I'm well, not I, that I girl. Think <laughs> I think it's well, more or less. I, I think it's more or less whatever physical state you were in when you attracted your mate. If you were voluptuous, right. and that's what right. he wanted, and that's what he was looking right. for. Keep that going on. Don't go get a right. breast reduction, and you know your man. You know, likes it. You know, kind of cushiony. Right. Good point. All right. Good point. Good clarity. <laughs> Excellent clarity, right. Janice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, just so our listeners understand exactly, you know, where we're coming. Oh going with this but yeah this has been guys you know i love this conversation we've had here tonight in the ladies room and then you know we had a man that dared to come and stay you know i didn't look i didn't think that was what one man capable of staying in the ladies room you know i that's you me that. have known it was <laughs> <laughs> But two has shown up and shown out. But two has shown up and shown out. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, I know. I'm looking at the chat room. Looking at the chat room and just the feedback that's coming in um, over Facebook. It is the response, the feedback. You know, it's really awesome that, you know, Apparently, this is a topic that, particularly for women, that this is a discussion that they want to have or they want to hear. So this has been great, guys. I, you know, Camilla, oh, we, <laughs> Camilla is always, always, always fun when you show up and, and bring it. And then, you know what, Gwen, I like how, I love the fact that you're married and has been married for some time because, you know, you, you keep it real. You know, you say, hey, this is what it is, you know. <laughs> that whole thug in my life saying, baby, I'm going to be tickled for the rest of the night. <laughs> I told Tamika, I'm going to get me a thug. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of these church brothers. I told Tamika that last week. I'm going to find me one old thug, baby. Hmm. Oh, oh, my goodness. Holloway Camilla at AOL. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so our callers tonight, both Tuke and Camilla, are taking applications, apparently. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. They are both taking applications. Why don't y'all send one another an application? Right. Um, that, that may not work right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, I'll be sitting up there talking about Tuke. What you looking at? What you looking at, Tuke? <laughs> You know what you're looking at. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's the difference. I need me to something. Go to go to the school of Gwen before we we jump this broom. Learn and know know, know what I'm looking at. Learn to push it in my way. Push what I want to look at in my way. I'll be more excited when I get home. <laughs> you was on the show. You know what I'm looking at. <laughs> Stand down. <laughs> Y'all, <Yo, what's up, laughs> <man>? Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need y'all to stay in that for taboo talk. <laughs> Our brothers Tony and Two go to tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real, you guys. It has been a ball. Thanks, guys, for joining us in the ladies' room. Thanks for hanging out, Camilla and Two. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you.